It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Three games left for the Cincinnati Bengals and some serious injuries to talk about and the fallout thereof, in addition to a little bit of a playoff picture update heading into Week 16. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, covering your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate all of you who are everydayers and everyone who makes us their first listen. Today's episode brought to you by the Game Time app. You can use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first tickets, first purchase of Last-minute tickets for the lowest price, guaranteed. And James, let's start with some injury notes. Since the last time we talked, it was confirmed that DJ Reader has the torn quad tendon. He will not be returning this year. DJ Ivy has the ACL injury. Really unfortunate for those guys. Hate to see it for both of those guys. Obviously, DJ Reader, we talked about the contract year, all the things that go with that. Ivy, seventh-round pick coming into his own. But Jamar Chase has a chance to play this week after what was described as an AC joint injury. And so a few different big injuries to talk about there. Yeah, the, none bigger than DJ Reader. It's it's awful. It and it's it's hard to see the path to them figuring out how to replace him. And I, I've been kind of racking my brain, my mind around different ideas. You mentioned T.R. Tart the other day. Who knows? As we record this, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, will he get claimed? Will he not? Will he become a free agent? I don't know. But I, I think the, the answer is that you can't replace him and that you're going to have a bunch of guys that are going to try to make up for it. And Lou Anarumo is going to have to find the, the right mix, the right cocktail to figure that out. Because if I'm the Steelers today, guess what? I'm attacking the middle of that defense. And it's up to, to 
Zach Carter and Sam Hubbard. Maybe move Sam inside a little bit more, even though they haven't, especially with Miles really Murphy haven't. coming on. But maybe that's maybe this is the the perfect time to do that. Miles Murphy's coming on some. You move Sam inside some. That, I mean, that's that seems like the best option to me. But who knows? Because he's still not going to be DJ Reader, and you're not going to be able to do it as much as you would have Reader on the field anyway. So I, I think it'll be a mixture of things that could could include potentially an outside addition, could include internal guys, practice squad guys. I know Dominique Davis is a fan favorite from the preseason. But there's no making up for the loss of DJ Reader, and it, it just sucks. And even if Sam Hubbard is playing more inside, like you said, I mean, that's totally different positions and a difference of at least 60 pounds, if not more, between those two guys. I mean, Sam Hubbard, great edge run defender, but that's, that's pretty different from taking on a guard in a center or a guard in a tackle on a double team and, and splitting a double team or anchoring against a double team and, and you know, di- different stuff we're talking about for, for those two positions. Uh, to, to your point, though, just as a, a matter of curiosity, Sam Hubbard has played, and, and this is a generous count, a position that isn't outside the right tackle of the opposing offense 20 times this year out of 600 yeah. snaps. So for all we've talked about, getting Miles Murphy on the field more, Sam Hubbard moving inside more, all this stuff, they don't do it. Sam Hubbard continues to play the left defensive end position, and they continue to try different guys inside with B.J. Hill in those third down packages. Last week it was Cam Sample. And maybe Miles Murphy should be on the field more because he has been the team's second-best pass rusher in terms of actually creating. DJ Reader, while he was playing, was a great pocket pusher, and they're going to have to replace that too. And maybe B.J. Hill continues to step up in what has been a late-season surge there. But what is more concerning than those aspects, the pass rushing aspect, is definitely how they're going to deal with the run game, the splits with DJ Reader on and off the field over the last few years have been stark. The Bengals run defense, even with DJ Reader, has struggled this year. Without him, it's hard to imagine it getting better without throwing more resources at it, which makes you more vulnerable in other ways, which we saw last week with like the play action dump off to the running back in the flat where the Bengals have to sell out on the run and then they get an explosive play on a little play action flat. So something has to improve there or something will give without DJ reader, but we'll see what happens, right? This is going to be more playing time for Zach Carter probably means J2 Fele, at least in the short term is active and, and maybe Dominique Davis as well. Right. And those guys will have to play better. And we've seen them playing better. They're part of a group that has stepped up a little bit in the Jake Browning era in particular, but losing DJ reader, obviously hard to understate or overstate. Hard to overstate yep. the, the impact of that loss for this team. And it's something they'll have to overcome down the stretch in addition to potentially a Jamar Chase injury. So if you're talking about Jamar missing time and DJ missing time, you've already lost Joe Burrow for the season. How much can this team take and overcome when you're talking about three of their best, best players that make the team go potentially missing time down the stretch? Jamar is... It's hard to figure out a, a path to them being able to overcome this without Jamar. Now, maybe it's just one game, and then say so you can make that case. But I, I mean over the next three weeks, because we'll go over it in the playoff scenarios. Yeah, they won this week, and they're in if it ended today. But they're, the road is not over. <laughs> they need to win and keep winning. 
And having Jamar out there, we know what he does, the impact he has. And so hopefully he can give it a go. Even if he's 70%, hopefully he can give it a go. It's that time of year. As unfortunate as it is to play injured or play hurt, if he can do it, they need him. And and they need him because they're already shorthanded. And you can only do so much when you're – you're a team that's relying on these guys to make plays. And T. Higgins came up big, and I have no doubt that he can continue to come up big, but it's not just that. It's the ripple effect that not having Jamar has. So now T is double teamed. And it's Trent Irwin one-on-one on a guy-to-have-it play instead of Tyler Boyd or instead of T. Higgins. And it, it that makes it tough. So hopefully Jamar can be out there. We'll see. We won't know more until the Bengals practice on, on Tuesday afternoon. And that practice report comes out, but uh, having Jamar, I'm not saying it's a must because I've seen this team overcome. I do think it's a must for them to make the playoffs over the next three weeks. I don't think you can go three games without Jamar. And I don't think it's going to be that. Zach Taylor said it was day-to-day. But I don't think you you can overcome it. So how much is too much? I think that is too much over three games. If it's one, who knows? Maybe they could go to Pittsburgh and win with uh, the weird quarterback saga that we'll get to coming up in a bit that's going on right now in the steel city yeah it's it's the compound effect of burrow reader chase i mean the defensive side of the ball is still going to have to be a team effort but also cam taylor Britt, an, another guy that we haven't mentioned going to miss at least another week before he's eligible to return for week 17 which is the earliest he could return if he's ready to go at that point um yeah, they're going to have to get, have guys step up, and, and we'll see about Jamar. There is a chance that he plays this week. It wasn't the worst news that it could have been, and when Zach says somebody is day-to-day, that, that is notably different from when Zach says somebody is week-to-week, and, and that means they're not going to be back imminently, but with Jamar Chase, I think there's a chance. You mentioned, by the way, uh, Trent Irwin instead of Jamar Chase. It is worth pointing out that Andre Yosevash did outsnap Trent Irwin last week by eight, so eighteen to ten. Point still stands. Yeah, Andre no, Yusufovsky. Yeah, I know you do. I know you know, but like, it's still the ripple effect. Even though I like I like Yoshi and I think he can make plays, it's just a lot to ask. That's all. Incidentally, just while I'm looking at this, and then we'll move on. Charlie Jones also, uh, he, he had three targets last week. He caught two of them. One of them could have been a touchdown. We've talked about that play. He had four snaps on offense, and he had three targets. All three of the the passing plays he was on the field for, he was targeted. So how about that for volume per snap for Charlie Jones? Coming up next, the playoff picture is currently rosy for the Cincinnati Bengals, but when you look forward, it does, as you mentioned, James, get murky. This team needs to continue to win. We'll talk about that playoff picture coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Game Time knows that if you want tickets for the Bengals' last home game this year, you shouldn't have to worry. It shouldn't be stressful. It should be easy. It should be fast. You should be stress-free. You should know exactly what you're getting. You should have peace of mind. And Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. That's why we love it so much. Between their last-minute Tickets, flash deals, zone deals. And if it's not the Bengals, they have you covered too. Just check it out. They have tickets for all sorts of events, but easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I love that you can see the view from your seats right in the app so you know exactly what you're going to see. 
Love the best price guarantee we've talked about where if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of that price difference. So right now you can get $20 off your first order of tickets with the Game Time app using promo code locked on NFL again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app today for last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers. Schultz Jewelers is the place you have to get to right now. Christmas is a week away as we record this on Monday afternoon, and Schultz Jewelers, well, they have the perfect diamond for you. Maybe you're looking for that engagement ring, but you don't want to break the bank. I get it, which is why you go there. You get one of their lab-grown diamonds. You can get her that dream ring that you're hoping to without hurting your wallet. They have unique custom designs, top-rated permanent jewelry. There really isn't anyone like them in the area. And the cherry on top is the fact that Matt Schultz is a diehard Bengals fan, and he's as experienced as anyone. Schultz Jewelers has been around for 70-plus years. Go there today. They are at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, just five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky. You can also check them out online at SchultzDiamonds.com. That's S-C-H-U-L-Z Diamonds.com. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Jewelers. Let's talk playoff scenarios, James. The Bengals have done their job the last three weeks to stay squarely in this conversation. Three weeks ago, when the Bengals won their first game with Jake Browning, I asked a question on this podcast. Should we be talking about the playoffs? And we said at the time, well, maybe if they win a couple more games, and they have won a couple more games, we can really dig into it. And as of today, regardless of what happens in an NFC matchup on Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals are the sixth seed in the AFC. A lot can yeah. change. A yeah. lot can change when you look at the schedules of the teams are competing with the rest of the way. A lot can, and it stinks because a lot of things didn't go their way, and it looked like they were going to. The Bears stink. Justin Fields, how about you make a play? And they Or Darnell blow, Mooney. They blow that game. Sure, it shouldn't come down to that. No. But yeah, Darnell Mooney. Jake, let's go with a cut that one, Darnell. What are you doing? So, I mean, you're literally laying on your back. Like, our listeners catch that ball. It's the easiest catch ever. Anyways, instead he kicked it. Soccer player kicked it into the air and it was intercepted. Anyways, it, it seemed like any game that was going to go against what the Bengals needed did. Outside of the Ravens, I guess, ending the, the Bengals' AFC North chances, they weren't winning the division anyway, so who cares? But sort of helping. You want the Jags to to slide back and not win that AFC South, that would help if the Texans could, could emerge in the South. But it's a tight race and the easiest thing. And I get why Zach Taylor is saying this, because if I was in that locker room, I wouldn't really be looking at the scenarios. I'd be saying, all right, we just got to win. Because if you don't win, someone's going to pass you. It's guaranteed. And so you just got to find a way to keep winning. And they've done that over the past three weeks to their credit. And it has to continue on Saturday. Yeah, the muddled middle of the AFC right now oh. consists of so many teams in such similar situations. I was looking at this last night, and the 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 path, I'm not saying this is likely per se, but it is certainly possible. The path to five plus teams in the AFC being ten or se- ten and seven 
is wide open. Buffalo needs two wins out of their last three. They finish 10 and seven. Cleveland just needs one win out of their last three to get to 10 and seven. Houston, two wins, gets them to 10 and seven. Indy needs two wins to get to 10 and seven. Denver needs to win all three to get to 10 and seven. Cincinnati, of course, needs two wins to get to 10 and seven as well. You could see five plus teams at 10 and seven. Not saying it's likely to happen, but you could see it. It's it's well within the realm of possibility that this could happen. Of course, likely some of these teams win more or less games than exactly the amount of games they need to get to 10 and 7. But if that were to happen, the tiebreakers are not good for the Bengals because all these head-to-head tiebreakers that you would think would be good for them with these teams in the playoff race, really talking about Indy and uh, Jacksonville, wouldn't matter it'll come down to conference record or it'll come down to division record. And with these teams, if the Bengals are in a tie with them at 10 and seven, they almost certainly lose those tiebreakers. So to your point, talking about what Zach Taylor said about not looking at the scenarios, one, they're incredibly complicated with three, with three weeks to play and the amount of things that can happen in three weeks, be it injuries, upsets, whatever it is that totally change our perception of the Bengals road hypothetical road to the playoffs or potential road to the playoffs. One, a lot can change Two, It's, it's unpredictable. Three, like you said, if they just win, that's the simplest way from a math perspective, from a playoff scenario perspective. It's also the hardest way because they have to win all their games. Yeah. So, simple, not always easy, but uh, from, from a perspective, from a from a scenario perspective, yeah, the easiest way to, to sort it all out is just just go win. Mm-hmm. And who I, I really don't remember a playoff race like this one where there were so many teams in the mix. I mean, we're 24 hours removed from Aaron Rodgers saying he could still play, which is the first off the dumbest thing ever because the Jets were never making the playoffs. And I'm glad that's over. Uh, but. It's just crazy that there are so many teams in the mix. I think I will say this: there aren't many teams that make the playoffs despite being one and five in the division. And if the Bengals win the next two, they could realistically get in with ten wins, which I've said ten wins is your goal. But that's still weird to me. And yet, there's a, an actual chance where that is the case, <laughs> where that Cleveland game could not matter. Maybe you drop Pittsburgh and then you win the next two. And you get into the playoffs out with a one and five record in the AFC North. It's it's just really weird. And I think that kind of tells the story as much as anything. Ideally, you would obviously be two and four in the AFC North, mm-hmm. handle business against the Browns, handle business against the Steelers, and uh, give yourself a, a chance to beat up Taylor Swift's Kansas City Chiefs on New, Year, New Year's Eve. But even if they are two and four in the division, if division tiebreakers come up, they lose all of them. So you, you need the wins. But you know, sure. you get then to the tiebreakers, and then two and four is if it comes up, not good enough. If you if you beat the Steelers, they're done. Yeah, eliminated. And they're so, all but eliminated. Really, no doubt. This point. In their heads, they're thinking, "Let's win out. Maybe we have a shot." Yeah. But you beat them on Saturday. You end it. And and I, that's why I think this game is going to be really tough. The Steelers have their backs against the wall, and it's it's it or nothing. And we're going to go over it in a second. They're shorthanded, like the Bengals. They're going to be dealing with some some injuries that are important. And uh, I think that also is another reason why it would be really nice to have Jamar Chase on the field on Sunday, Jake, mm-hmm. or Saturday. Saturday. These Saturday games are making me angry on Saturday. 
It's the last one. It's just natural to say Sunday. I don't mind yeah. games being on Saturday, but uh It's weird. It's weird. I, I, I kind of I mind just like a little bit. It's weird. Football should be on Sunday. We we don't need to get into that too much here. The the head-to-head tiebreakers, by the way, I mentioned they don't necessarily matter. They could come up. And so the fact that the Bengals did beat the Colts, the Bills, the Jaguars, if it does come down to head-to-head tiebreakers, that's great. And like you said, James, you want to avoid the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Texans. So there are scenarios where those games could matter. So I don't want people to think that those head-to-head tiebreakers don't matter at all. For example, right now, the reason the Bengals are the sixth seed in a conference with five teams at eight and six Jacksonville currently leading their division in the AFC South with two other teams in the AFC South at eight and six is because as of today, having the head to head tiebreakers over Buffalo and Indy puts them at six instead of out of the playoffs because they do matter in the scenario that is occurring in this moment today, but they don't necessarily matter at the end of the season, depending on how things go, which is perhaps why talking about the specific scenarios is a little premature. The Steelers have announced a quarterback change. We will talk about that and what that could mean for this game to finish the show coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools that you need to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates, so easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, intuitive, it's quick, it's easy, And you're going to think it's such a breeze with LinkedIn jobs. And right now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's right. For free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. James, we're going to tomorrow get into some more of the takeaways from the Bengals previous Saturday game before this Saturday game coming up. So if you're wondering why we're not talking more about what the Bengals did after DJ Veter left the game, on the interior defensive line or how they adapted when Jamar Chase left the game and they still managed to get that win. We'll cover some of those topics in addition to how the scheme was different and how maybe some of the the previous declarations or distinctions between the Browning offense and the Burrow offense have been a little overstated. We'll have time to get to that this week. But today, some drama in Pittsburgh. And some of this is about the quarterback position, but there's even more. Since there we is. started recording this episode that we'll talk I about got you. as yep. well. Uh, but the, the where we're going to start is Mason Rudolph will start at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers if Kenny Pickett is not available. But Mike Tomlin did leave the door open for Kenny Pickett this week. It seems like a long shot today. We'll see. Obviously, a lot can change between now and Saturday. The previous reporting was that they were hopeful to get him back for Seattle. And that would be next week. But Tomlin did say that he would categorize Pickett as questionable this week. The The bigger note is that they are done with the Mitchell Trubisky experience and are going back to the Mason Rudolph experience, which doesn't seem to offer much greener pastures, but that's where the Steelers are right now. 
Quick story. Once upon a time, a general manager named Sashi Brown, who is no longer in the NFL, wanted to draft Mitch Trubisky to the Cleveland Browns number one overall instead of Miles Garrett. I wish he would have done it. Yeah, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. And uh, if, if it isn't Kenny Pickett, it's, which is weird. The whole thing's weird. If I was Mike Tomlin, I would have left it wide open and just said that Pickett was questionable. Instead, he says, oh, no, Mason's the starter. And then Pickett's questionable. And that's literally how it went in his news conference. So we'll see. The other injuries of note, and this is why it would be mighty, mighty nice to have that man, Jamar Chase, with T. Higgins, is Minka Fitzpatrick is out for Saturday's game, will not play. That's huge. And Demonte Kazee, KZ, uh, I think it's KZ, um, was suspended as well for without pay for the rest of the season following a hit that he had in the, the Colts game uh, against Michael Pittman Jr. So that just came out a few minutes ago as we recorded this on Monday afternoon. That's a big deal, I think, not having those two guys because it, it, their backs are against the wall. And I think that's why Pickett is questionable because if they lose this game, it's over. If he can give it a go, why not get your best option out there on the field, which he clearly is their best option at QB. Yeah, Mason Rudolph isn't good. but I, It's Rudolph time, baby. Come on, Rudolph. He's 2-0 yeah. against the Bengals. I looked it yeah, up. Yeah, we, we've seen the Bengals have issues with backup quarterbacks, but they've won two in a row against backup quarterbacks that are now starting for their respective teams. He, he's also 2-0 against the 2019 team. That's where he got his two wins. His second yeah. win against the Bengals, it was 16-10, to 10, by the way. Ugly game in 2019. Hmm. He, he was 8 of 16 in that game. The <laughs> against that Steelers? Bengals defense. Against that Bengals defense in 2019. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals and Steelers playing an ugly game? No. Uh, in 2019, though. Like, you couldn't beat up on that defense, Mason? No. I mean. Well, and there's an opportunity against this defense, too, as we've seen. Nick Mullins just beat up on this defense, given there is a Justin Jefferson on that offense and a much better offensive line on that offense. And Nick Mullins is probably, honestly, a better option than Mason Rudolph. But that doesn't mean Mason Rudolph can't go out there and and make plays. We've seen it happen before. We've we've seen the Mike White experience, and we've seen what Jake Browning has done, frankly, coming, coming out of nowhere to play pretty good football the last three weeks. And and certainly good enough for the Bengals to win. But without DeMonte, Kazee, or Kazee, I'm not sure how that name is pronounced either. Mika Fitzpatrick. This defense for the Steelers is Joey Porter Jr. in the secondary, uh, a late career Patrick Peterson, and, and some backup safeties. There's certainly some vulnerabilities in that secondary. At that point, there's a vulnerability at quarterback, even if Kenny Pickett plays, quite frankly. No matter who plays quarterback for the Steelers, there's a vulnerability at quarterback. And you're talking about a team that's TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, and and friends. And, and that's what the Steelers are. I mean, the Steelers, Chris Carter on Locked on Steelers just spent an episode talking about paths forward with and without Mike Tomlin and potential head coach replacements. Like, that's where the Steelers are right now when Mike Tomlin's in danger with a bad team of going under 500 potentially for the first time ever. And I mean, there's a little bit of concern about Mike Tomlin voodoo magic at this point in the season, threatening to not go over 500 or at least 500 threatening to have a losing season for the first time in his career. That is, it's about time for that Mike Tomlin voodoo magic to kick in, but these absences and changes on the Steelers secondary and, and on the steel and at the Steelers quarterback position, could certainly be impactful here as we look at this game early in the week. 
Yeah, it, it could. And I, it's just a reminder. You're right. It's, it's such a week to week league. I think the Vikings element of this, it, it's, let's just use that as bad as the Steelers as it, as it feels for the Steelers right now. The Vikings had won three, nothing and they beat the Raiders three, nothing. And then the Raiders came out and did what on Thursday night football, the Bengals. It felt like it was over after losing to the Steelers team. And since then they've won three games in 12 days and they're right back in the thick of the playoff race. So I expect Saturday to be a, a heck of a game. It's going to be a tough one. And it, it's one that I'm excited to, track Jamar Chase's injury. Hopefully he can bounce back and be healthy enough to play and uh, cover it this week uh, ahead of the game. It's It should be a good one. Hopefully Jake Browning gives us one or two more one-liners. You saw the video, right? The Bengals yeah. released it. That's the best video I've ever seen in my life. Hyped. I mean, the best. The helmet toss, the fact that the Bengals added the, uh, the uh, audio behind it just for dramatic effect just staring into the camera. I love it. And yeah. you better believe you're going to see that plenty before their game on Saturday. I'm sure the Bengals have already sent the footage to uh, NFL films and CBS. The, the confidence of Jake Browning has showed up in these games against the Vikings. It was late in the game. It was after he played a pretty bad two and a half quarters after he threw a really, really bad interception. And then he came out and was on fire down the stretch, making difficult plays down the field still had a lot of passes at or behind the line of scrimmage it turned out i was surprised at the volume of at or behind line of scrimmage passes for browning in that game uh, but was way better throwing down the field and that confidence is something that he'll need going against a pittsburgh team that handled him the last time these teams played and he'll need to play better hopefully the experience the game has slowed down for him a little bit hopefully after four games of, of starting in the nfl and and having seen this defense before settling into an offense that doesn't feature nearly as much empty. Hopefully these things can help this time around. The last note that I'll, I'll throw out there, you're talking about it being a week-to-week league. One of the one of the factors there, I know both of those games were at home for, minute, for, for uh, Las Vegas going 3-0, then 63-21. But the home road splits in the NFL this year I was looking at earlier today, and they're dramatic for a number of teams. Notably, the Cleveland Browns were one of them. The Cleveland Browns at home this year haven't lost and on the road are two and four. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the bank, one of the Bengals remaining games. Of course, Vegas, another one that's very interesting and is related to the Bengals playoff push as it were five and three at home versus one and five on the road. The most relevant game in that regard for the Bengals is that that week 18 game for Vegas is Denver in Vegas, where Vegas plays much better. Certainly not a team that has been good this year, but a team that has been much better at home. So just some interesting things on the home road splits. We'll see how that plays out for the Bengals here down the stretch as well with two straight road games, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, before returning home for the finale against a Cleveland team that has been very bad on the road. A lot of things in the air from injuries, home road splits, unpredictability of the week-to-week nature of the NFL in the first place, and the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh. Should be an interesting week. Like I said, tomorrow we're going to spend one more day on the Vikings game and what film takeaways we have to talk about, both from individuals to scheme. Then we'll get into our first look at the Steelers contest with Chris Carter before our game preview later this week. So until then, Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. 
Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.